All right, guys, welcome to quarantine version of In With The New and XFL podcast. We've been away. It's been a crazy stressful time for a lot of us. Uh, me and Jordan here uh, are in our own homes, and we're just coming to you guys, uh, talking a little bit about XFL football. We know it's been canceled, and it's you know quite a heartbreaking experience for a lot of us because we're like, you know, we're getting, we're, we just started getting in the flow, I feel like, Jordan, right? We were, we were getting into this thing, and then all of a sudden, boom, ripped from our souls is the xfl and this fun new league is no more for the remainder of uh time and man we we were getting the last episode we was like right as soon as we posted it all this stuff kind of came out so it was it was pretty crazy it was a mid-season last episode it was exciting playoffs were kind of on the horizon so we were going to be able to see what that was like now we won't get the shot it's all just a big bummer no other way to put it uh but first of all first off how are you doing micah how's the transition been for you i've been all right yeah it was it's not been too terrible i feel like most of our uh classes that we take um for college hasn't been too bad like most of it's just pretty easy to do online i feel like for our major and the stuff that we're doing um but yeah i'm glad that we still get to do this you know it's been crazy because we got told like what two a week ago or two weeks ago what was it um when we Two weeks ago, yeah, was it uh, that we, you know, had to get off campus and uh, that we were no longer allowed to stay there, and um, that whole thing. So all of a sudden we're like, whoa, what the heck? So that's why we've been away from the uh, channel, and that's why, <laughs> yeah, we had to figure out our lives for a second and figure out where the heck we're gonna go live, go back, go back home, and figure out that whole thing. So uh, glad to be kind of settled in now, and I think we're all ready to, you know, just talk a little bit about off season in the XFL and kind of what this whole coronavirus pandemic thing is going on. Yeah, well, so just just to kind of if anyone's unaware, although no one shouldn't be aware of what's happening, the big coronavirus it's coming into the US. We're now the leading, you know, in terms of cases in the country out of any other countries, we're number 1. Um so everything's just basically shut down and that includes sports. Um, you know, the XFL didn't move as quickly in terms of, you know, the, the inevitable in terms of it being canceled. I feel like obviously NBA, they canceled immediately once one of their players had it, then baseball followed, hockey followed, and then the XFL kind of took a few, it might've been a day or two, but they just were like, yep, you know, it's the inevitable. A few players were announced to have it. So um, and midway through the season, they just decided to cancel it. No more uh, XFL football at all. Football at all, which is definitely a bummer because that's not the case for NBA or hockey. It, they're likely going to come back. Um, only time will tell. But it's just been an absolute bummer to see the XFL, which was a league. Even at the beginning of our podcast, we were like, we hope it's not like previous football leagues in the sense that they just kind of collapse because of finances or because of lack of talent. The XFL had that, but then the, this awful occurrence happened, and now you know I'm sure they've lost millions of dollars in terms of you know investments, and it's just a real bummer for the XFL. Still got to pay pay the players right. There's a couple of those things that are going on, and uh, it's not nice of Vince McMahon the the XFL. Uh, upper guys that are being able to just still be able to pay those guys through the season but it's like crazy that they even have the money for that where is it coming from and i remember last episode that we were talking about we were talking we were i remember i was speculating like we were like oh seattle like that was where a big 
burst of the coronavirus was happening and we we're like oh we were kind of joking around like what if there's no fans at the game and then we we're like you know messing around with that whole thing and that was a day before they the whole thing kind of just went crazy that was and so we were kind of like, oh, what if, you know, there's no fans? And it was reported there would be no fans at that game. And then it was a little bit later reported that, boom, they're shutting down the whole league because of this whole thing and sports as a whole. So that, <laughs> just crazy how within 48 hours of us joking around about it turned into this massive global pandemic. Yeah, but I also, I, I, I've my argument's been, you know, better to play safe than sorry, especially with oh, sports yeah. in terms of physical contact. The, the football in general is the most contact-driven sport in America. So it makes sense to kind of just put everything, you know, on a, on a halt right now, focus on player safety and just kind of, you know, hopefully at some point the pandemic will eventually die down. Um, so for people that might be thinking this is a little too extreme, I would present the argument that it's probably not. I think it's better to play safe for sure. Yeah, especially with a lot of these reports that you're starting to see with like how we're just you know, not, not even at peak level of, of, uh, outbreak, you know, so it, we just, it's better to be safe than sorry. So that way that whole diagram and those forecasts become limited in their <laughs> numbers and stuff like that. So I think like you want moving on into some more positive news, right? We've, we've talked about, <laughs> you know, kind of like this crisis we're all in right now and how it's kind of affecting the in, entire world as we know it. A pretty cool thing is of course you guys have been seeing this off season, um, What's going on with the XFL and the NFL? Some of these XFL players are jumping into the XFL, and that's pretty cool to see. Or the XFL players are jumping into the NFL. And um, so, yeah, you want to kick off our list here, Jordan? Sure. I mean, well, I mean, I think the the number one obvious, you know, one that stands out to most is PJ Walker. We've talked about him throughout the entire podcast. Um. And, you know, we all know that the Panthers, they had their drama with Cam Newton, uh, brought in Teddy Bridgewater. So that's probably going to be their starter once season, you know, comes to fruition. But P.J. Walker, man, after he having a brief NFL run after this play in the XFL where he was just by far, by far and away the most dominant player in the XFL, um, he found his way onto the Panthers, you know, or, or the roster right now. Uh, I don't know what the deal was worth or what he got for that, but um, definitely probably the biggest headline out of all of them in terms of XFL players making that transition for sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a fun thing to see, especially in the preseason, because, um, of course, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to ride him for a while. Um, but uh, the whole connection between P.J. Walker and new head coach for the Panthers is Matt Rule. And Matt Rule was a co- head coach at Temple, so that whole connection makes sense of why he would want P.J. And he's seen the athleticism and the talent that he has at Temple. So um, kind of seeing an upside from him, I think, and be able to learn under a veteran like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be huge for him and his development for the uh, for his NFL career. And it's you know, I'm excited to see a little bit of run-and-shoot offense from Matt Rule and the whole uh, Teddy Bridgewater um, era here. We'll and, see. Uh, maybe, exif- maybe Walker can uh, make a run, you know, for know Teddy's job. Right. I'm assuming it's Teddy's job right now, but yeah, for sure. But it's definitely good to see that backup role. Those are huge. You know, you can have a career in that and uh, being able to compete and push those guys and be. I think it's perfect too with with a guy like PJ Walker is if you do have an injury and Teddy Bridgewater has had a case of injuries in the past, and you have a guy like that that can step in and be a dominant starter when he needs to be. 
That's cool. Our next guy, you know, uh, Jordan Tumau. Yeah, I feel like we've been saying his, his last name uh, a million different ways this XFL uh, <laughs> season. But he, I know he's he uh, he's on the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And he got picked up by the Chiefs. And that kind of makes sense, right? Like he's sort of a Patrick Mahomes style quarterback, right? Not as talented, I don't think, and um, still has a lot more to learn. But definitely, like that makes sense a lot. Like these, these both those first two quarterbacks to go kind of mirror who who the bodies and the type of talent they they like to go for. Yeah, um, you know, like I don't think Tamayu Tamayu or however you say it. Still, we're trying to learn uh, has the arm talent of a Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I think, but I think it's a great pickup for the Chiefs in the sense that, you know, I don't think they're trying to. Yeah, Probably realistically, they're never going to try to get rid of Patrick Mahomes ever. Uh, he's just oh. going to be on that. Fr- at least they hope he's going to be on that franchise for the remainder of his career. But they can build something up in him. Maybe learn some lessons from um, Pat, you know, throughout his time in Kansas City, and maybe use him as a trade option. Um, obviously, with you know t- trading a quarterback, you can get something spectacular with that. So if he can prove to be an NFL starter, I think they have something in him. To where they could, uh, you know, make that team even better, the Chiefs, which they don't need to do much because they won the Super Bowl last year. But yeah. anyways, I think, I think it's, it's a great, great move too. too. Like, like I said, said earlier, with uh, PJ in that backup, backup role, also having a player like uh, Jordan in that backup spot uh, is going to be key for them because sure. you, you think back even to this season when. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes having that knee problem, mm-hmm. um, and then he's been, he's been able to he would be able to take a much more break, a little bit of hiatus, like take take care of the body, come back for playoffs, and take us into that Super Bowl long run when you get a guy like um, Jordan Tamau to come in and stink and light it up for when he can. Yeah, and having that starter to come in and play well, and uh, he's a young guy, he's gonna be able to learn so much under um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like just the the ceiling there is very high. Sure. So I think, so I think uh, uh, moving, moving to our next player, player this, this is a guy I really enjoyed watching. I did get to see uh, one XFL game this season uh, in person, and that was the um, Wildcats versus uh, the Roughnecks. And I got to saw this guy live in person, and this guy is a sight to behold. He's only 22 years old. It's Donald Parham, tight end for um, the Roughnecks. He's 6'8", 247 pounds, just a freak athlete. Like 6'8", are you kidding me? And 200, 247 pounds means for 6'8", that's pretty light. And so yeah. he's very lean, very athletic. Um, and he was fourth in receptions, third in yards uh, for this past season. And the L.A. Chargers pick him up. And I think that's a cool, um, you know, kind of Antonio Gates type style, right? You know, sure. having these, that dominant tight end uh, is very, you know, we're used to seeing that over there for the Chargers. And he's, he's definitely, definitely a guy, a guy to keep your eye on. Yeah. Well, they have um, Hunter Henry, right? That's like their number one guy right now. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe adding him, having a two tight end formation, you know, having him out there, another receiver threat for whoever their quarterback is. No one knows who their quarterback is after getting rid of Rivers. They haven't really yeah. done anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, come on. There's nothing better than a tall, lengthy tight end with a good hands a to there, add on to your roster. I just think of – I think of when you got Hunter Henry out there and you got uh, Parham coming out, you got two tight ends. Talk about the matchup misham for defenses, right? You got linebackers lining up over these guys. Like, how the heck are you supposed to read the run as a linebacker? And then also, like, oh, no, it's pass. Get back in there. Now I got to cover this 6'8 guy who's running like a deer. And it's it's going to create matchup 
havocs for defenses, and it's going to be great for that offense. And whoever that quarterback is, just to have that little safety outlet, you can throw the ball, you know, seven feet in the air, and the guy barely has to jump to catch it. So it's going to be very nice to have a guy like that. So I think our next guy that we're going to talk about real quick is Dravon Askew-Henry. Hopefully I said that right. Defensive back for New York Giants. Or, uh, New York Giants picked him up, uh, and he was uh, he was on the New York Guardians. So, yeah, so he's going to stay in New York. Um, the Giants pick him up. Um, he he is the cousin of Darrell Revis, so that's pretty interesting. Um, little, yeah, little uh, NFL connection there. There must have been some sort of um, nice development or some talking from Darrell Revis, like oh, and, and the Flash, and you know, you get the. It's not who you. It's not what you know. It's who you know in the league, especially. So it's nice to see um, him get you know his shot, and he played well this season, especially you saw that guardians defense play so well most of the season yeah eventually and i mean good for him you know it's, it's good for him to be able to stay in met life won't have to travel too far especially yeah. during this time of havoc uh so <laughs> yeah good for him congratulations to him so uh, moving on we've got you know there's been a, there's quite a list here we've got about 15 guys who have made yeah, the jump so yeah we don't but for the, this kind of like the main ones i want to talk about are uh uh, we got another guy named Dietrich Nichols, cornerback. Um, no, the Saints picked him up. He uh, was, um, let's see here, for the for the Houston Roughnecks secondary. So he played for the Roughnecks, and he was the interception leader through five games. So that's that the guy who was making all those picks, all those turnovers. So yeah. you make turnovers, teams are going to pick you up because turnovers are everything in, in football. Especially when you play in the secondary. I mean, that's yeah. that's your goal every time. So. And that Roughnecks defense was phenomenal. Pretty solid. So, I mean, yeah, if you're playing on a good defense, you're going to get, you know, scouted. So, congratulations to him. Another guy I want to talk about is DeMarcus Gates, another Houston um, Roughnecks guy. It seems like Houston Roughnecks, man, they had a stud squad because they're getting they're getting all these NFL pickups. And no wonder no wonder they were running everybody up because it's they got a seriously talented squad. So, DeMarcus Gates, linebacker, Minnesota Vikings pick him up. I like this pick for them because – uh, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, they play that kind of ironclad defense style, and uh, he's definitely a guy that uh, just loves playing football And because he played in the AAF, he's played his X XFL, and through five games, um, Gates had 32 combined uh, tackles and a lot for losses. So it's that's definitely a guy who can uh, just kind of be a plug-and-play player, definitely play some special teams too. Yeah, and um, he's got to learn under a great defense there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's exciting to see for sure. Minnesota, I mean, come on. They've they've played great defense for the past well, I'd say five years probably. <laughs> They're gonna run over your good careful the Packers right there, man. He's gonna be playing. <laughs> uh all right. Next guy we've got uh kind of another guy I wanna highlight. I I just wanna I think for my last thing here is talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they have picked up quite a few players. So, so that the kind of on the lower end of this list, we've got uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers just picking up a whole bunch of people. So they got Calvin Walker. He uh, led the XFL in sacks for the New York Guardians with four point five. He's a defensive end um, for Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh picked him up. Uh, Jaron Jones, offensive lineman, Pittsburgh Steelers picked him up. Uh, he's uh, like I said, offensive lineman. Um, and then we've got they picked up Tyree Kinnell, safety. Um, he had 16 tackles in five games with the defenders. 
And then they also picked up, I kind of like this pick as well. It's Christian uh, Kuntz. Uh, he's a linebacker slash long snapper. So it's always nice to get those players who, um, you know, can play multiple positions. And the, those players can also, like, say, you know, now you don't have to carry a backup long snapper because you've got a guy who can play dual positions. And that opens up another um, roster spot for the 53-man roster when it, when they have to finally get down to it. So players like that are really key. So it's kind of interesting seeing the base receivers pick up five or six guys to be able to, uh, you know, move forward from the XFL. It seems like they were doing a lot of scouting and they liked what they were seeing. Might as well, yeah. I mean, as we've said before, the XFL was the closest thing to professional football that we've yeah. seen in a long time. So, you know, good on the Pittsburgh Steelers for taking advantage of what we saw throughout the past few or few weeks for XFL football. And I think it's important to mention, and we mentioned it before we started, like not all these players will get a roster spot once the regular season comes to play. As we know, that roster uh, declines to 53 um, once the regular season begins to 90, you said, right? Yeah, I think 90 in the preseason, 53, man, when it's all original. So I think it's going to be interesting to see who ends up making the cut. And we'll talk about that um, when that all rolls around in the fall. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah, but, but I mean, really, it's just, it's, it is nice to see because ultimately the XFL, it is a league for entertainment and it's a league to have football when football is not supposed to be played. But also, it is a chance for these young players who could not get drafted to, you know, or were released by previous clubs in the NFL to get their chance to make their way into the premier football league, which is the National Football League. So it's exciting to hear, even through this time where sports is under a big question mark right now, it's nice to see that some of these players are getting their opportunities to at least make a roster. And obviously, we hope nothing for the best for them. We want them. We want these yeah. XFL guys to succeed in the NFL as much as possible. Because I think when we, when you start to see these guys, like what was the list of fifteen or sixteen? Like that was a pretty big list just for. And we're early in the system right now. Who knows when training camp comes around? Maybe they're just going to ask for more people, um, more bodies for camp. And so then you're going to be able to get you know, you know your body, your play in front of coaches who are you know the best of the best, and be able to maybe jump on a squad is a big deal. And I think that's what we're all like rooting for in the XFL, right? These stories that we're that we're hearing of guys with redemption, guys who. Um, being able to fight through the adversity and then eventually get on the way um, through that adversity and be able to make it their dream goals, the NFL. So that's pretty awesome. Sure. I'm I'm, I'm still thinking we have to see uh, Perez. Perez has to yeah. get his spot, man. I know. He was looking solid. Like That's what we were talking about at the end of the season there before all of a sudden it abruptly closed. But, man, he was looking lights out. And that's a guy that you know we, we talked about earlier on that podcast. Our, his story is just incredible. So I'm going to make a pr- I'm, prediction. I think he ends up with the Chargers because they need someone. Head back to L.A., you know, play in a new stadium. I, I would love to see Perez in that Chargers uniform. Yeah, that could make that could make sense. He, he's definitely a guy that he's got an aura of confidence around him, and you're like, he doesn't look like – he's not the most flashy guy. We've, we've said that, but he's got an aura about him that's just confidence, leader. It's, what, it's kind of one of those intangibles that you look for in your quarterback, the guy that can just – you know, people – respond to his leadership and his ability to play and it's going to be very exciting to see that guy be able to make the jump from what was it ninth on the depth chart from uh, junior college to d2 to heisman winner for d2 to uh, the just the whole nine yards with his career and uh, it's just been fun to watch and i think hopefully he knows how much uh, we like to watch him and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun 
Yeah, no doubt. Love to see it. Yeah. All right. I think, you know, it's a quick little episode today, but I mean, we're, we're getting back in the swing of things uh, with this whole Corona thing. For the next few weeks, I couldn't imagine the episodes being as long as they were before because we don't have much to talk about. Um, maybe do some player highlights or, you know, dive into, yeah, maybe like dive into, you know, like where certain players could fit into the best rosters, stuff like that. We'll figure that along the way, but just kind of this episode, an update on the whole coronavirus situation and also a rundown on players that made it. I think that was a good call by us to, you know, make it a little short. Yeah. So, uh, we definitely, you know, it's, we're getting back in the swing of this thing. We're, we're definitely, we're going to be starting to. Um, continue to release those episodes on Wednesday evenings. Um, so hopefully you guys will still be able to enjoy those. It's the XFL. It's the off season now for XFL. It's the off season for football. So we got nothing to really um, watch. So we might as well watch the podcast and share it and like it and subscribe. So we get that, all that football information for you guys. Um, all right. So I think we're done. Jordan, we'll see you next week, buddy, from this Zoom call. All right. Talk, talk to you later, man.